Hi, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we cover all things Marvel Crisis Protocol, and we cover a new character every week. Today we're doing Gambit, and I'm your host, Fred. I'm Brad. And I'm Steven. And uh, Brandon will be joining us shortly. He's just not here at this very second, but hopefully he will join us in just a couple minutes. Uh, hi, guys. How are you doing today? How are you doing today, Brad? Uh, I'm just sitting here realizing that I forgot to add the new Marvel Crisis Protocol packs to Cerebro. Ooh. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You mean, uh-oh. <laughs> like, just like, to the uh, product need... section, the collection, where you can mark that you okay. own them. Okay. No one owns them yet. It's not a big deal, but I do like to get them in as soon as possible so I don't forget later. Right. <laughs> I just forgot. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I'm sure that you will get to that. I'm, I'm sure it's not relevant. It's not relevant because no one owns them yet. Uh, and how are you doing today, Stephen? Um, well, I, I I think I already went over that earlier pre precast. So, <laughs> but yeah. besides that, our weather is beautiful. We have seventy two degrees, a breeze off the lake, cooling it down to about sixty seven, pure sunshine. The next eight weeks here in the Cleveland metro area are the most beautiful time of the year. Man, uh, I love spring. Except for one specific thing, and that is pollen. And it has been absolutely awful this past week. It has you been know, awful. You know, we don't have pollen up here because that lake breeze takes it all out. Oh my god, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm in a I'm in a, a huge deciduous forest in in central West Virginia and I'm dying. I'm I'm over here. My eyes are, are watering, my my I'm sneezing all the time, and we have just been joined by Wild Brandon. Uh, hey Brandon, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Your timing's great because we're at the very beginning of the pod, and we I was just introducing everyone and seeing how everyone was. <laughs> Look at that. Right on time. As <laughs> right <say>. on schedule. <laughs> as the as the kids say. Well done, sir. Uh, so, I, I I I think that we've got a little bit of news. Nothing nothing too big, nothing too major. But uh, we received we we got a a pack information slip about uh, Umbaku and Claw. Unconfirmed, right? It's just their silhouettes. No, no, no. They came out today. It came oh, out uh, as it? of the day of record. They they released the the uh, pack, not the pack. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The Brad, pack. help me here. Uh huh. The pack. <laughs> okay. All right. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with that phrasing. It, it's the information packet about what that pack contains, uh, and it says, uh, it, it they will come with three tactics cards that help them in the field of battle. And it also will uh, specifies that the models in here will flesh out the Wakanda faction, which is a faction that has been desperate for new models. <laughs> I think that it's the smallest faction, or it's tied for the smallest faction right now. Wintergard's so, the smallest, right? Yeah, Wintergard. No, Dormammu's the smallest. 
Oh, uh, actually, technically, it's the it'd be the biggest because it's every Hell, model. In the game. Hellfire Club also only lists one person in its list. Yeah, the answer is Winter Guard. Winter Guard's the smallest, right? And Winter Guard's the smallest, and it will likely remain the smallest. Mm. But um, I'm hopeful it, that's not. It's true. not. Uh, this will be nice. Oh, really? Are there other characters for? Oh, Winter yeah. Guard? Well, I, I honestly have no idea. Okay. Is I, it likely we'll have more than? I mean, it's probably. I mean, is it going to be smaller than? Because after two more releases, then Wakanda will have what ten members, or nine? Nine, isn't it? I don't know. That's a question Street Bro can't answer. They have five right now, so they'll have nine after the two packs come out. They have five. Who's the fifth? Storm. Who am I missing in Storm. my head? Storm. Oh, Storm. Oh, Storm. Okay. Yeah, literally the queen of Wakanda, Fred. Come on. Yeah, you, Did you not know. Him. Did not, not know. Not the mother of Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> like Rogue with Gambit. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I had to get that in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, all right. That's fair. Um, but um, – I'm wrong, but it, it it is nice that that Wakanda is getting some new models. It's yes. nice. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. I'm I'm done putting my foot in my mouth. Uh, who, who do we have any Cerebro news there, Brad? Uh, very little. I am working on figuring out. I think I have to rehaul how the breakdowns work so that it won't do things like put both hulks in a list together and i just i don't oh okay yeah i just don't want to do it but i need to and then uh in shatter shatter point point break news um apparently on android when you're looking at a list and you hit the little back button that are on some Androids, it would close the app and not save your list, which is the worst thing it could do. Uh, so <laughs> I have changed that. I figured out how to change it. So it goes back to the list of strike teams and saves the list that you were working on. Okay. Well, that's good. That that's seems way better. Right. Yeah, a lot better. That's it. That's all my news. Okay. Oh. Okay. You have a question? Uh, well, I, I was good. Uh, I I think that you answered this last pod, but is Shatterpoint out now on both uh, iOS and Android? Yes, and it has had a couple updates on each. Okay. Good. And it's, it's fully functional. Yeah, I'm working on the next update, which is. Um, I'm putting all the timing charts in the app. Yeah, it's a pretty slick app, Brad. It's pretty slick. Uh, I, I like it a lot. I like this um, platform that it's built on better than what Cerebro's built on. Uh, so much so that uh, I have thought about rebuilding Cerebro from the ground up. Don't oh know boy. if I'm going to... <laughs> But I've thought about it. Well, there you go, folks. <laughs> All that will happen that. for people using it, one day it'll look like it does now, 
and then the next day it will update and all the stuff will be there and it will look mostly the same with a few improvements uh, but it will run better if yeah. I do that well that's cool <laughs> good luck on that that sounds like an awful lot of work for you to it, undertake it, it, but... it will be that's why I haven't started yeah okay <laughs> There's no rush, no rush. Uh, all right, let's let's move on. Um, uh, does do we have any games played recently? I I haven't been able to play any games recently myself, mostly because of work. But uh, I I'm to understand that there have been several that you guys have had. Uh, I think several is a bit strong, but yes. Oh okay. <laughs> I'll go first. I'll find several. I'll go first. I taught someone how to play X-Wing on Monday. And then yesterday, I played a game. Did you teach X-Wing? Andrew. And then uh, yesterday, I played a game of MCP. Uh, I didn't have Storm or Beast, so I couldn't play X-Men like I had originally planned. So I played X-Force. Um, my list didn't have any crisis cards in it. I just haven't picked any yet. And I played Michael and his list didn't have any crisis cards. So we literally picked two random crises, one from each boy and played them. So we ended up on, um, uh, it was D. Oh, it was Cosmic Portals, and we totally did, forgot about the Cosmic Portals and did not do the thing <laughs> we were supposed to do at all. And the other thing was uh, Paranoia. Oh. And we had to play 16. I didn't get to play Psylocke, which was the whole point of playing X-Force. Uh, he played Hellfire Club with uh, Corvus and Proxima in it. And I felt like it was going to probably be one-sided. And then I rolled some of the worst dice I've ever rolled. Um, yeah. <laughs> the fact that the, the scoring was even somewhat close uh, was a miracle. I I killed his Medusa and everyone else on his team was healthy. And he every time he attacked a character, they dazed or died. Um Yeah. X twenty three, she went, picked up a paranoia, and that is the only time she got to activate the entire game. Oh gosh. <laughs> so uh, I, I I I've been in that scenario before where just nothing is going well and it feels awful <laughs> i probably would have lost uh, that game anyway but that was just like salt in the wound right you didn't even get to do anything no you didn't even get to enjoy any any activations no why did you not have any of your why did you not have storm or like any of the x-men uh or did you brandon would you like to feel only... that question i had a storm Okay. It's more it's more of a shocker that he only has one storm. <laughs> I have a second storm. She's not painted yet. She's primed. 
Yep. That's uh, what the people needed to know. That's not really <laughs> my fault. Well, Brandon, do you want to talk about a game recently played? Uh, uh sure. I played. Uh, I played Modok, Scientist Supreme versus Emma Frost. We played nineteen points. He played Emma, Corvus, Reality Stone, Proxima, Baron Mordo, Medusa. Yes. Five, nine, thirteen, sixteen, nineteen. Yeah. And then I played Modok, Modok, Kingpin, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, Bullseye, Killmonger. Ooh. And okay. And we tied. Really? Yeah, we got kicked, really we got kicked out because they were closing. Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, it was going it was going into turn five, seventeen to seventeen. Oh God. To be fair, there is a play I, I make that wins the game for me by just playing mind games, and if he picks the wrong one, but winning like that at that time, we were having such a good game, it felt like that would have been like a real cheese way to win. I mean, if it's going to come down to them closing the store, yeah. go ahead and do it. I I think, well, because I, I don't think there's much of a scenario that I win that game if we got to play another round. Okay. So. Well, uh, it, it sounds like a real barn burner. Uh, it was. It was 17. Yeah, it was a really good game. So that was always exciting. Moda. Modok plays really well. It's, I mean, it's it's always going to be. I mean, Modok was is definitely the de facto number two leadership as far as I think Criminal Syndicate's concerned. Um, I think he's going to be just fine played by himself. It's just, it's really hard not to play Kingpin. Yeah. I mean, he's really good just in and of himself too. Aside from, you know, that yeah, leadership. Yeah, yeah. He they they held down a side of the table pretty well by themselves. So. Nice. And Doctor Strange works wonders with him. So yeah, that's the yeah. the one thing that's in there that I was a, I, I I did listen to your recent well laid plans episode that came out where he came up and so he's working well in your list. Yeah, he fits in really well as the five. Um, and I I mean it all played really well. Um. Like going into turn five, Baron Mordo was dead. Like KO'd, Bullseye was KO'd, Kingpin had been KO'd. Um, Proxima had one health left. Medusa had like three health left. Uh, Corvus was still healthy, and Killmonger had just been dazed. So there was a. There was a lot happening. Nice. Oh, All right. Definitely happening. It was it was a really good game. Me and Michael played some really good games, so it it was a definitely a good game to play. Where um, and it, I mean we were in a little bit of a rush, but it worked out. I always enjoy it when Michael gets to play. He he. It seems like he doesn't get to play all that often, and he he's a great opponent. I I really like him playing against Michael. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Steven, do you have any games that you want to talk about? 
not really. Um, I did a learning game tonight, um, but nothing to report because we stopped at turn three, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we went over that before before we did the cast, so uh, right. I don't want to bore people with it now. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, learning games are always uh, – it's a chore for the person who's doing the teaching, but it's a chore that – yeah. If, hey, especially when the person who shows up doesn't have their models built. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it pays All off All right, well – yeah 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 oh yeah i i agree uh, uh all right let's move on uh is there is there anything else that we need to discuss before we go into our boy is the does anyone have anything else that they want to talk about me 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 oh, me yeah go ahead steven <laughs> what you got what you got for us all right so this is in honor of gambit right and honestly i know with the mutant guys and some of the the, the casual, I'll look at mutants once in a while, which is me. Um, you really want to like Gambit, right? And I think the thing that stands out, not to spoil the episode, but he does have a beam. And beams seem to be very precious, but not so much played that much. So as a little exercise, out of the hundred and almost 40 characters that we have now, I guess. Um, how many characters in MCP have beams? Ooh. More than uh, okay. 30. Yes, more. We... 37. 37? Uh, I'm going to say 15. I'm saying 15. 25. 25. Well... 37 is way incorrect, Brandon. I'm sorry to say that. Oh, um, 25 is too high. Uh, 15 is a little too low. It's actually 19 characters in the game that have beam attacks. It's so, it's so much fewer than I would expect. It, 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 it's because mm -hmm. beams are very cool. I All guess right. they're really powerful. I guess they have a lot of effect if you line it up correctly. Correct. Um, do you know the breakdown of beams when it comes down to how many are physical, energy, and mystic? This is interesting what I found out, too. Uh, I'm going to guess that the vast Three, majority ten, of them six. are energy. Three, What's... ten, six. What, Brandon? I, I'm not understanding you. Three physical, ten energy, six mystic. Okay. Oh. <laughs> he just answered. Okay. No, uh, that's, that, a, that's that's a guess. I have no it's idea. A that's, guess. that's incorrect. Okay. But uh, he's, on, uh, he's on the right track. Yeah, I think that he's got the right idea though. That energy is definitely the most. Yeah. Is 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 this a weird case where beam is uh, where physical is like one? I mean, how no. many physical beams can you think of? Uh, we're right off the bat, Logan. And I know he's oh, not Logan. the only one. Okay. And okay. Storm has one. Storm has a beam. Storm has a physical beam. Yep. Yeah. Beam? I knew of two. I knew of two. I, I I just assumed there was a third one I didn't know about. Okay. Well, War Machine has a physical beam also. Yeah. Uh, oh that makes yeah. Sense. Okay. Um. Let's see what Agent Venom 
has a physical being. And Venom. so does Ant-Man. So there's five physical ah. beings in the game. There are 12 energy beings. Yeah, that sounds right. And there are two mystic beings. Care to and take a stab at who has those? Well, I know one of them. I know one of them is Malekith. Correct. And the other one, Mystic Beam. Brad should know this because I hit him a lot with it when I run this character. Is it um, one of the Doctor Stranges? No, no. He's got an energy beam attack. Okay. It's a mutant, Brad. It's a mutant. A Mystic Beam mutant. Right. It is. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no clue. Mr. Sinister. Oh. oh. Yeah, I guess he's <laughs> technically he a mutant. He's technically a mutant. <laughs> so the interesting thing about the mystic beams is that they are both range four. The interesting thing about the physical beams is that they're all range three. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And the huh. energy ones are all over the place. Correct. Um, can you name the one model in the game that has a five energy beam? Range five. It's Cyclops. Is it Black Bolt? Oh. No. Is it Black Cy Bolt? No. Oh, Cyclops okay. Is it? Yeah, I said Cyclops. No, it's not, Cy it's not Cyclops. Cyclops has, Cyclops has a beam five. He does. Well, then there's two. Yeah, okay. The other yeah. one is Iron Man. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I just correct. knew Cyclops uh, did. The The vast majority is range four, though. So, yeah. So, so beans are very good because they're an energy attack, which is the least defended attack in the game. And they're also range four, which gets people into those circumstances where, hey, I'm going to do this beam and get three, four characters in it. So I would advise people to be aware of that, just like with our little Gambit character here coming up. Is Iron Man's is a tactics card beam, right? No, he has to flip. Yeah, it's on his back. The unit beam, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... But I, I thought that was interesting to bring up since our character tonight does have a beam. Yeah, yeah. Beams are an interesting attack in this game. Oh, they can really we, swing a game. I have mm -hmm. a question. Did we talk about the affiliations for Gwynpool? And... Did we we haven't. Last? You're right. That's a good point. We need to talk about the affiliations for Gwynpool and Squirrel Girl. Uh, the affiliations are... I think that they both are in A-Force and Avengers. Correct. And then Gwenpool is in Criminal Syndicate. Very good, Fred. Yeah. Yeah, Fred, on the spot, dropping knowledge. <laughs> it's surprising because it's so rare. It's that you're correct. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, what, what are everyone's thoughts there? What are your thoughts there, Brandon? Uh, <laughs> I love how you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to call him out by name. Well, uh, uh, when I put him out to everyone, there's like this awkward silence that I ha I need to 
direct all of my questions. I need to direct questions. That's a that's a piece of <laughs> etiquette that I need to learn. The... So Brandon, yeah, I mean, I'm starting a... with you. The A Force wasn't much of a surprise to me. I kind of we hadn't got A Force, but I kind of figured they would fit in there in Avengers. Uh, I was happy for Criminal Syndicate. Uh, the other two, I mean, Avengers kind of feels, for Gwenpool at least, kind of odd. I mean, it just kind of means we're probably not getting, like, different classifications of Avengers. Yeah, I think this is the final nail in that coffin. Yeah, like, I'm, so we're probably going to just get different leaderships that are, like, West Coast Avengers and stuff like that. I think we're just all going to be under Avengers, uh, which is probably fine universally um as long as i think the models i think like this i think like Gwenpool plays very well under modok um which makes sense since that's the criminal syndicate she worked under or the person in criminal syndicate she worked under. so i'm excited to test her out um she is very sturdy uh with the 434 defenses and damage reduction and six health on both sides plus the ability to modify or reroll dice um and movement shenanigans i'm and i'm excited armor. that yeah the damage reduction I said that <laughs> just just for the record so do you uh, take her <laughs> instead of ulic in criminals i don't play ulic period in criminal syndicate i don't like him i i don't think he's good enough as a five under kingpin uh that's a it might be a he doesn't play the way i want to play he wants to punch things and he does get hurt as a five like i mean he's effectively one more health as the exact same model as her yeah that's what for i was one getting more, at for one more threat i'd rather have her at four than him at five that's what i was getting at yeah because yeah. she can she has a range attack that can affect the board still while you're standing on a point obviously yeah so. uh the big thing yeah like she can kind of stay around she stays around better um, she plays really well under Modoc. I think she'll play really well under Kingpin as well. Um, the big thing for her um, is having those range four attacks, and um, she. The thing is, it's really kind of crazy. Is she's so much more survivable than Rhino. Um, oh is, yeah. Like well, that's the they, part. Like they they do different things though. Yeah, they do it. Kinda. Uh, uh, the thing is, Rhino's a size 4 character that can get thrown into your models, um, and he doesn't hit super hard. He can get around the board, which is nice, uh, but she also can get around the board. Um, as long as she's, like, when she's not holding an objective token, she can get around the board really easily. Um, I don't think it's a replacement. I think it's just going to be... Uh, the more and more I play Rhino, it's really kind of frustrating when he just dies like he just does not stick seem to want to stick around very much yeah and the survivability of some of the other fours like modok modok and her now are uh i mean you can uh, you still play rhino as a niche character i'm not saying he's bad it's just kind of he's not going to be an auto include in like every list i play or every game i play more so like there's other options like he you can use him more as a niche character i think well. He does bring that tactics card, which she doesn't really bring that a tactic card that compares to his, is what I'm saying. No. Yeah, but there's only some scenarios that that tactics card's really good on. So, yeah. And you have an affiliation, Black Cat, that has it for build onto her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
If he could throw a character, he would be like the fact that he can only throw terrain is so frustrating. Yeah, we no, are we saying. are we are well afield. <laughs> I mean, uh, that, that's all right. We can we can keep talking about Rhino. Rhino is really good. I'm not saying he's not good. He's just it's not for me. I don't know if he'll be like oh, I'm slamming every roster starting with you know Kingpin Rhino. Like it's just. There's yeah. gonna be scenario- there's gonna be some scenarios. Well, and it's really good because Beta Ray Bill plays so well with them. There's just a lot of really good models that play with them. Yeah, yeah. I was su- I was surprised that Squirrel Girl wasn't in Web Warriors. Also, that's what I was kind of th- I was thinking that was a possibility, and it would make her just like defensively ha- extremely hard to remove. Well, with her re-rolls and then another re-roll. She turns into Miles, almost. Yeah, I well. think you can play her really well. I think you still just play her with Web Warriors really well. Yeah. No, you play her with, with Spider-Folks. <laughs> All gas, no brakes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's... <laughs> Hopefully we uh, get some new Spider-Folks soon. I mean, oh, it, it, it's coming. It's got to be coming. All right, well, uh, uh, Stephen and Brad, uh, is there any point that you wish to make about the affiliations of Squirrel Girl and Gwenpool that have not already been made? Um, play them in their affiliations. I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna praise Gwenpool until I, I'm just gonna die on this mountain. Like Gwenpool's good. Okay. Yeah. Forever. I- I'm I recognize that I was way too low. I was way too low. Everybody, maybe I was in a bad mood that day. I don't know. Uh, let's Never. move on. Let Let's well, go over. Fred, I got one more thing to say. Please, okay. please. go for it. Um, yep. I believe Gwen Poole will be played in Criminal Syndicate, and that's where you'll see her quite often. Um, but the other two factions, unlike somebody like. Um, the new Modoc or the new Immortal Hulk. I don't see people pulling out Avengers or pulling out A Force just because these two characters came out in those affiliations. Like everybody wanted to run Midnight Suns right away when Immortal Hulk came out, right? Everybody wants yeah. to run the new Criminal Syndicate when Modoc came out, right? Um, but Criminal Syndicate was popular, whereas Midnight Suns weren't. So. I, I think Avengers and A Force are still going to languish a little bit. It they're good characters, but it wasn't the characters that they needed to give them a shot in the arm. So, I, yeah. I do think I I stand. I mean, I've said it before. I do think um, you're going to see an uptick in Midnight Suns play with the Immortal Hulk out. Like I think you're going to start. Like if you make a note of the games played on Longshanks, I think you're going to. Start seeing that really kind of. Well, at our tournament, Brandon, we had four people, you know, three people besides me who brought like, Midnight Suns. Yeah, 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 I think, I, yeah, I'm, I've, I mean, I said it when he came out and was, when we talked about his affiliation, I think you're really going to see it kind of skyrocket up. I think you're really going to start seeing it. But you know what the crazy thing is about Midnight Suns? If Blade survives to the end of the game, Midnight Suns win about ninety percent of their games. It's like eighty-eight percent or something. It's something stupid. Yeah, 
Yeah, it didn't, take, if, it, didn't, it didn't take long for us to, in our, well, at least in our local, to realize that uh, if you can kill Blade, the game kind of falls into your favor, unfortunately. That so, was actually a big reason I stopped playing it was because it became, it just became, an, but, not, not annoying to play, but it was just kind of like, you know, you put it felt like every time I put Blade on the table, it was like, all right, let's see if he'll last three turns or not, and then it was just kind of like... But, the thing is, Immortal Hulk's there now, and he's the distraction. Oh, he's yeah. the Carnifex, right? So yeah, oh yeah, he makes it a whole lot uh, different. Here's a, a fun little tidbit about Longshanks. I, something I've been following um, that I talked, I've brought up countless times. This Mystique Brotherhood is just on a massive climb over the last like four months. It is up to a 54 win percentage on Longshanks. Which is five percent higher than uh, the Magneto win percentage, and has almost surpassed it. And is only three hundred less games played at a one point. I think it was two or three months ago. It was almost like eight hundred less games played. Is it the uh, uh, going wide as the Brotherhood is now the 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 method that you want to play? I think, think it gives. I think it just gives you a lot. I mean. Brad could probably attest to it a little bit more than I can. I think it just gives you so much more play um, on different, like, Magneto is so shut in on wanting to play low-scoring, tight games um, where you're just getting killed with stuff. Um, this Mystique just has so much play on so much because Mystique, there's a lot of really good threes in Brotherhood now with Pyro and Blob. Uh, like, Pyro, Blob, Mystique, and Toad... Um, you're at 11 points, and that's a really good four. It is an incredibly good four. Yeah. That's well, that's super strong. Let yeah. me ask Brad: Would would a Mystique Brotherhood be a counter to Storm's uh, X Men? Uh, I think that they probably do have a really good game into X Men. Uh, they're playing the same game as X Men, and in right. a way, they're taking X Men's one big trick and doing it more than just the first turn. But, yeah, and they can do it every turn. Yeah, which is yeah. Uh, which is a fun. Thing. There's mm -hmm. also a fun fact that there are two leaders um, that have above a sixty percent win percentage. One of them's X twenty three. One of them is X twenty three. Oh God, one of them's X. Okay, <laughs> uh, who's the other one? Nick Fury. Uh, no, no, Nick Fury is, was fifty five. Um. Is it uh, Emma Frost? No. Uh -uh. Uh, it has to be something with two leaders. It has to be. It is. There's actually three leaders in this affiliation. Oh, is it Malekith? Is it Avengers? It's Malekith. Oh, it's Malekith. Okay. Uh, Sam in Avengers has 59% for the third. Uh, okay. Highest. Well, oh, going, going with percentages, my last 10 games with Midnight Suns, and I've only run Hulk three times. I'm seven and three, so that's seventy percent. So I, I, I expect uh, Midnight Suns to start rising up. So uh, I think so. I th but I think yeah. The hard part is the same thing that kind of I think is happening with Hellfire Club. Uh, I think it's really good. I think, but the problem is I think a lot of people are playing it and just playing like the ten their ten favorite models like in Hellfire Club. Mm -hmm. And I think you're gonna have that issue with Midnight Suns people are just kinda gonna start jamming games and it's not necessarily it's it's gonna kinda bounce for a little bit. 
where well, it's going to kind of fluctuate up and down where good players are going to play and it's going to do really well but then newer players will pick it up and kind of kind of well, like the Sam effect or the Steve effect for Avengers like Steve Rogers has a 45 win percentage with Avengers which is asinine but they've played almost 3500 games right well the, and, and the effect too is that people who've been playing Midnight Suns for a long time you know you previously and you know, me continuously before Mortal Hall came out. I think we're going to have a leg up in that category too. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I think there's a, there's definitely an advantage for people who have played the affiliation and he just fits in so well in the affiliation. Like he really it's, does. It's He's so really good. Okay. Did you buy, did you buy one friend? I did. I did. Good. good. Did I, did I tell you guys I got, I finally got a juggernaut. Really? Yeah. What? Where'd yeah. you find one? Um, a guy, uh, well, a guy that Steven doesn't know, but uh, Tim. Uh, Tim saw, I, I bought all Tim's stuff, and he had a juggernaut. Nice. That stuff okay. I posted in the Discord was all his stuff, and it was basically like, I basically bought it to get a juggernaut. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. You have but a juggernaut that, now. Yeah, yeah, I have a juggernaut now, which is really exciting. And I also can now... I can play Brotherhood and like feel good about it because, um, as Brad is usually the one that I play Brotherhood against, it, it it never feels great not having Juggernaut in those games. I will take your word for it. Okay. Well, okay. I think we exhausted this topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I think that we just wanted to talk. I think that we as a group just wanted to chat a little bit about the state of the game. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we're here today to talk about a certain gentleman whose name is Remy LeBeau, uh, and that is Gambit. Uh, he is Gambit. He is, uh, he a is three Gambit. threat. He is Gambit. He is a three threat model. He's got five health on both sides. Uh, he's movement speed medium, size two, and his defenses are three, three, and three. Uh, Brandon, why don't you go over the first two of his attacks? Bow staff, range two, four dice, uh, is a gainer. So after the attack, all this character gains one power. Has a wild push for a character that is size three or less before damage is dealt and may be pushed away from this character short. And then for kinetic ace, it is a range three, five dice uh, free attack that is a traditional builder rule, so it gains power equal to the damage dealt. It has wild explosive, so before damage is dealt, other enemy characters within two of this of the target character suffer one damage. All right, and uh. uh... Brandon, not Brandon, you just talked. Uh, Brad, why don't you go over that last attack and his first uh, superpower? Okay, go ahead, Brandon. All right, uh, it's an <laughs> energy attack. It's a 52-card pickup. It's a beam four, five dice for four power. Uh, has a wild flurry of cards when making this attack. Each wild in the attack roll counts as two successes. Okay. Accelerate uh, right. charge uh, is during the next attack action made by this character this turn. Add two dice to it. Cost three. A little something extra. Uh, this is reactive. Cost one. Uh, this might be the coolest thing on his card. After this character rolls an attack die, it may use a superpower. This character may change one hit in its attack 
to a wild. Very cool. And Steven, why don't you read the last thing on the card? Okay, we have enhanced agility, cost two power. After an attack targeting this character is resolved, this character may use the superpower. The attacking character suffers one damage. This character may advance away from the attacking character short. Yeah, so that is Gambit. Uh, okay, uh, Brad, you, you're you certainly the person who has the most insight on this character. Uh, why don't you start us off talking about your take? He is the seventh best three-pointer in X-Men. Yeah, it sounds about right. There are also like five really good three pointers. Yeah, um, he might be eighth actually, because I might have forgot Magic, who's better than him. Uh, he might be the second worst X Men character. Hmm. I, I would I would willfully debate that. Third. Yeah, there's two. I third worse third no, worse i'd have another... a harder debate that'd be a harder no. debate for me i can I think mean... of four right off the top of my head <laughs> no wolverine's yes. better than him colossus colossus is better than him no gene gray no, no. gene, gene gray's worse definitely cyclops gene gray and cyclops i'll take cyclops uh, he's also affiliated Brotherhood, and like that. There are also only six affiliated Uncanny X Men. There are three threat models. Oh, okay. Then he's definitely number eight. <laughs> because yeah, both uh... both Mystique and Pyro are better three pointers at X Men. Um, Let, let's quit grading them <laughs> against each other. Let's talk about this particular gentleman. Gamb Gambit's also Brotherhood. Uh, um, he's okay in Brotherhood, mostly because of his tactics card, um, that you can't play in X-Men. Like, he would get play in X-Men if he could play that card. But He it, is definitely better in Brotherhood. It's, but it says, not uncanny X-Men. Um and he's really not splashable. I can think of one list yeah. that I, you could put him in where he would actually like feel good. And if Brandon doesn't later say this, uh, I don't know what he's doing. But um, he has some neat stuff that you really, really want to work that just doesn't work. Yeah, like it, it. It seems like everything on this card is neat and interesting. It's just it's all thrown together in a way that doesn't yeah. come together correctly. Because like fifty-two card pickup beam, that's cool. Especially when you consider that accelerate charge says to its attack rolls for the next attack action, but now that beam costs seven. And you'd really like some power to make sure some of those hits turn into wilds. At least one per roll, because you can't do it more than once. But one per roll, 
well, if you're hitting three characters, that's 10 power. He never has 10 power. So you're just hoping you spend your four power, roll five dice, and roll some wilds? Hopefully? Well, he can use it in Red Skull uh, Cabals, and he'll be fine. <laughs> he can do it multiple times with a little something extra. I'm just yeah. Saying. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. All right, Stephen. What What's your take here on this particular gentleman? Well, like I said before, this is a character everybody wants to like and everybody wants to work. And I have to agree with Brad that it's just a little bit clunky. Um, his his push on his bow staff is excellent. You know, especially if he's going against another three threat like say lizard, right? You know, that's that's nice to get that off. Um, especially if he's if that character is already activated and he can own, own that point. Um, kinetic ace can be good, but it's range three and the other character has to be within two. So, yeah, it's and of course we went over 52 card pickup. Um, I think his enhanced agility works against what he wants to do. And I wish that was a kind of different superpower, honestly, because he wants to get up close to people to do his stuff. And that's taking him away from those people. So that's what I would say. I think that enhanced agility is just a little bit, um, just a little bit. It it gives him scornergy. Yeah. It's out of place. I wish it was more, I wish it wasn't aggressive, you know, that did one damage and you move towards the attacking character short. I mean, here's the thing. I I think that he's not, I think that uh, he's not survivable. I don't think there's much on here to defend him. Uh, And he's not got great defensive stats. He's five and five. Uh, I mean, if he goes in there, if he's using that bow staff, He's gonna get taken out. I think he's he's a he's a goner. Unless he unless he pushes people away, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless he survives attacks in order to do enhanced agility. And we've seen that, but I mean, he's he can stand up to a plethora of the other three threats, right? Um, there there are a few that he cannot. I understand that because he's not going to stand up against the next twenty three, but. Like if you put him up against um, somebody who's you know lower down on a tier list per se, um, I think he can do well. But he's just not his his synergy is not working well for him. So. Yeah, he he suffers from just being a mediocre guy in a list full of really rockingly good three threat models. Mm-hmm. In in two two lists because both both X Men and Brotherhood are stacked with fantastic three threat models, and then you've got this guy over here uh, who's trying to say that his his bow staff is worth having even on the card. I I I mean it's nice that it's there. I think that the bow staff is just a useless attack. I I, I get the a push can be really clutch and he can fish out that wild much more easily but would you would you like his bow staff or 
we're more like Moon Knight's bow staff. Yes, <laughs> yes, so much more. <laughs> That's a better bow staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just think that this is not a very good. He's not a very good character. I think, and like, and he like... doesn't have anything that will generate extra power. Because I mean, if if you could get accelerated charge off a lot, or accelerate charge, it's not even accelerated. It's just accelerate charge. Uh, if you could get that off pretty regularly, he'd be much better. But it costs three power, and this guy, I mean, if he's using his kinetic ace, he it's only five dice. I don't think he gets all that much power. I well, guess... his kinetic ace will go up to seven dice for him. But right, yeah, fair, okay. So, uh, you want me to tell Fred? You want to tell me how you how you should how you should plan to play this character? Would you like me to break it yeah. down for you? Do it for me, bud. Oh, Go for right. it. Uh, I I love Gambit as a character. Um, kind of to what Stephen was saying. I very much want Gambit to work. I. He, to Brad's point, he's def. He, I don't think he's playable with Uncanny X Men. I do think he's playable in uh, Mystique's Brotherhood. Um, it's not ideal, but like if you want to play him in Brotherhood, like he does fit there. Um, the big thing is with with the bow staff, um, you can push someone off a point if you can activate him last, or if after a character is activated, you can move up. You are you should have a power because of the power phase, and you if you get a hit on four dice, the odds of getting one hit are low seventy percent. So you can spend your power to make sure it's a wild push the character off the point. Uh, and I think that's kind of how you want to play this character. The big the big reason you play this is because of his his tactics card is great. Um, like, yeah, he let, let's go over his tactics card. Let, he has two tactics this. cards, but yeah. he has one that's very, very good. So uh, the first one, uh, this is probably not the good one, uh, is if called gonna... Charming... Yeah, it's not oh. the good one. Yeah, it, it's Charming Thief. It is unaffiliated. It's a reactive card. And during the power phase, Gambit may play this card. And this round, when an enemy character within range four of Gambit uses a superpower uh either an active or a reactive superpower gambit gains one power after the effect is resolved so this is exactly the thing that i said that he didn't have which is a way to get a lot of power uh I, um, okay is, is i this wish isn't... that was a static ability on his card yeah that would be good that, uh, that would be better all right so it would be better uh, Brandon, why don't you, or, or do you want me to go over Dark Past? I can read it, it's fun. Okay. Um, Dark Past is an unaffiliated reactive card. So during the power fade, if your squad is not using the Uncanny X-Men affiliation, Gambit may play this card. Each allied character within three of Gambit gains the stealth superpower until the end of the round. So yeah. it's, and it's just flat out free. Oh, wow. Like, oh boy you just play it and now all your characters have stealth um for a round which is really really well, good all your characters um, that started within three yeah as long as they're yeah anyone within that's within range three of gambit gonna be uh gonna have stealth which 
helps um, with the newer characters that have more ranged attacks. Um, not rogue per se, but the pyros of the world that have a range four and a range three attack. Even blob has a range three attack. Code <laughs> uh, has a range three attack, right? Isn't his tongue lash range three? Uh, yes. Mystique yeah, this... has a range three attack. So a lot of characters can stay kind of outside that stealth. They can stay in or outside that stealth range and kind of make people kind of force yourself. And that's where, you know, that's really where Gambit wants to be to where he can, if you're ever going to bow staff, you're just, you're going to spend a power to try to push the model is the, is the ideal plan. Um, yeah. Which uh, I've got a question before we move past this card. Uh, Who's that in the back? Who's who's bowl cut back there? Uh, that is Arclight. Arclight? I've yeah. no, no, no. Sorry, that's Harpoon. That's Harpoon, not Arclight. Arclight okay. has Still. is female and has a metal arm. Harpoon is a um northern tribes native native person. Um, so like. Canadian native and uh had so the those people were not treated well by the Canadians historically and uh all of the marauders are from genocided populations and then performed a genocide on mutants oh boy which oh is boy. It is certainly trying to say something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. As, well, as like this character is trying to be relevant. So. Is he just is he just Hawkeye with harpoons? Uh, so he does a similar thing to Gambit, where he charges those up and then throws them. They don't explode. But they like fly straight and like hit harder when they're charged. Can he can, can he control them? Not like if once it's out of his hand, no. So he really don't do anything cool. Um, twice in the background. If he's, we get the got that rock and bull cut, if we get Marauders like the other Marauders that aren't Sabretooth and technically Gambit. He didn't know he was leading them to genocide. Um, if we get the other ones, I will be shocked and happy. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so uh, do we have anything else to talk about with Gambit? Is uh, Should we move on to our letter grades? I believe that we will. Uh, yeah, all I, right. just, I think the big thing about Gambit is that he's kind of a sneaky like scenario piece. I don't think he's you don't I don't think you ever use accelerated charge. Um, I think you used enhanced agility and a little something extra to kind of try to control a little bit with the pushes, trying to guarantee your pushes on both staff or the explosive with kinetic ace just to kind of spread some damage around. Uh, like I said earlier. Like Magneto really wants to play those E's, so they're clumped up. Being able to just spread some damage around for one power per attack is pretty nice, especially if you can hit two other characters with okay. kinetic eggs to force an explosive. I don't think you really ever 52 card pick up either. So. Okay. All right. Well, uh, 
All right. Uh, let's go on to our letter grades. Brad, why don't you start us off? Um, C. Brad cut out. Oh, Brad cut out. Oh, I I uh, said C. Hello. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I yeah, said we can C. hear you now. C, just you know, middle of the road. Um, yep. Brandon, what you got? Uh, after everything I've said, C plus. Okay, I I I'm giving him a C as well. And what about you, Stephen? Uh, C minus because he has a usable tactic card, but. If he didn't, I'd I'd put him at a D plus. So, yeah, yeah. the 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 tactics card is really good. The problem is this character. You want to talk about survivability? He does not have any. No. No. Yeah, he like dies. He, he dies. I've played against Gambit twice, and I it honestly, and it's it. He plays just like Craven plays. Like he play, the way I expect him to play is how Craven plays for me, where people just throw their builder into him twice and he's dead. Like not just each side. I'm talking about one attack day, second attack kill. Like it just that's the way it feels for me when with Gambit on the table. I think you really try to keep him out of the fray, but there are a lot better options at three. Yeah, but you can get work out of craven well at least i do i can't dude it's i don't know what it is it's just me and craven aren't on the same wavelength dude i'll take <laughs> you i'll take you through the craven boot camp and you'll be fine <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i've i've played craven each of the last two weeks and he has activated on the first turn and that's it like literally has just straight up dazed and died both games one Ask attack brad he played against my craven he did stuff I I've, I've seen him do stuff. I know he's good. It just if I put him on the table, it just does not, just doesn't go that way. Well, maybe we'll have to take you to rolling MCP dice boot camp. Then. I guess that that's the. I just, I'm gonna have to take get. I'm gonna have to get with Jared and hex my dice to roll well for me. All right, uh, Brad. Why don't uh, we move on to your comic book recommendations for Gambit? Rogue Son. God. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got some Gambit comics. Uh, so the first one is uh, Gambit's first solo series. It was four issues by Howard Mackey and Lee Weeks. Uh, Gambit goes back home and his dead wife is not dead um and there's a war on between the thieves guild and the assassins guild there always is uh and gavin's caught right in the middle of it and uh if you like me as a kid watched the 90s x-men series and the episode with Gambit going back to Louisiana and the and the um they had they're fighting over a box that they took into the swamp to get like power and stuff and it really just like attached in my brain somewhere and has been living there forever um this comic series you'll like because um, it is all that stuff. It is exactly what that episode was based on. Uh, 
This also tells you a lot. Uh, okay. of, this also sets up basically Gambit's whole backstory before he meets the X-Men for the first time. So a lot of Gambit there. Is it? Is that it? Do you just have one? No, or is there a I, have, one? I have a second one. Okay. I was just seeing if you guys had any comments or questions before I moved on. Man, I, I, I'm, I keep, I, do, I don't have anything, and I feel like I'm dropping the ball here. Go, go ahead. Maybe I'll, I'll have something to say to the next one. Okay, that's fine. Teeves Guild, um, Rogue and Gambit one through six. <laughs> this one's just from a couple years ago. It's by Kelly Thompson and Pere Perez. Uh. I just noticed that on my phone it auto corrected. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Pere, P E R E. Uh, it auto corrected to Pete though, so I'm not 100% sure. I know it's not Pete. Uh, so this play, this series takes place right before Mr. and Mrs. X, which is the s- series I recommended for Rogue. Um, Rogue and Gambit are X's at this point. And they're sent on a mission together to like a couples retreat therapy thing where fishy stuff's going on. And uh, they relive uh, their most traumatic moments and uh, everything they have as a couple. And then they fall back in love while fighting the bad guys. Oh, it's it's a good series. I almost recommended it for Rogue, and then we got to Gambit. I'm like, okay, it's good Gambit too. It is. They are the X people, uh, but EX instead of just X. Well, that's how they start in this. I don't know. Gambit is like such a sweetheart in this one, and I I He's believe got a winner back. And I believe Gambit's pet cats show up in this one. Uh, a, Gambit just went up, in my opinion, by about three. He has he, like he, I'm giving him a C plus if he's got cats. He has like his character. four cats or something like that. Oh boy, uh, they're great. The cats are wonderful. Love them. I I, I do like cats. I do like a character with cats. Uh, those are my that's recommendations. The that's, that's the least surprising thing Fred's ever said in his entire life. <laughs> even as cat. the even as the person who's got nine mice, it's it, they, I have eight rats. 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. They are different species. I know. I know. I've I'm already apologizing for it. I, I, <laughs> as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, "Shit! All right, I've got to already backtrack here." Uh well, Brandon, uh, do you have any lists that you want to bring Gambit in? I do. Uh, it's kind of off the Are wall, so I'm really right curious one? on. Yeah, I'm really curious on what uh, Brad wanted me to say. I'm pretty sure that he wants you to say the new Modok. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure that's the one he's trying to fish for. Yeah, that's a hundred percent the one I was gonna use. Yeah, it's yeah. it's literally it's written. It's written on his card, right? Yeah, it's just like even in the episode, he wasn't like even that highly considered. It's just like 
I mean, if you really want to play it, I, I think like the being able to not only make sure you get a wild, which then gets you a hit or a shield, um, is Gambit's defensive or is it just offensive? That's a uh, good question. I think. Uh, I closed this card. I was after looking this at character card. rolls attack dice. So it has to be an offensive oh, thing. So, but on offense, you can guarantee the push. You can guarantee explosive on a hit. Um, a hit on five dice, I think, is close to 80%. Uh, and then a hit on four dice is, like, I think, right in that 70%. So, like, and you you should have at least one power. So you can kind of guarantee the push and the explosive. Uh, plus extra damage, right? Like, you're going to get another damage um, for stacking your triggers um, properly. And uh, even if you don't, you know, yeah. Just and on it. a 52 card pickup, that that wild is now worth three hits instead of one. Don't use 52 card pickup. Stop. Don't listen no, to no, Do no, 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 no. <laughs> you can you can use it if you have like six plus power, and you're gonna get two people under the beam. If you, yeah, if you are, you know, he's flipped and you got, you just got six power and, you know, you spiked a kinetic ace. Yeah, sure. 52 card pickup, your heart's away. Cause he's going to die as soon as the tax resolves. Like he's just going to die on the next activation. Cause he just f gets flicked in the face and dies. Um, yeah, I, I think the main thing with this character, focus on your pushes, your explosives, and your a little something extra to hit your wild triggers uh, if you really want to play him. I know he's, I don't, I mean, he's not a terrible character. There are a lot worse characters in the game. The problem is he's not playable in Uncanny X-Men. Um, and he's like one release of Brotherhood models away from not being playable in Brotherhood anymore. Um Which we don't have any confirmed Brotherhood models, right? Besides no. maybe one. Who are you thinking? I was just I just kind of assumed they might throw the other bad guy in Brotherhood, but they didn't oh, put Mr. They Sinister in Brotherhood. So. Yeah. They yeah. shouldn't. They didn't, I was gonna say since they didn't put Mr. Sinister, I doubt they do, but like I don't know. You never know what they do anymore. Um, Mortal Hulk's a midnight sun, so like nothing really makes sense anymore. <laughs> uh well so I play him with Mystique though, like you can play like he I think is a fine to defend him here, he is a very fine character if you want to play a really wide Mystique Brotherhood list. So you can play the four threes of, and then like Rogue or Toad. You can play the four threes, Rogue and Toad at 18 points, which is really good. I mean, he's your worst model. You're fully affiliated. You can play your tactics card to make sure everyone has stealth. Rogue doesn't care about stealth because she's just going up and punching people in the face. You know what's yeah, better than going up and punching power. someone in the face, though, Brandon? With, with if, Rogue? Yeah, if they come to you and then you get to punch them in the face twice. That's true. Well, you get the charge, so you're going to punch them in the face twice anyway. Yeah, but maybe you only have five power and you want to throw something and drain them. Uh, I love... I, then you just Southern Hospitality, right? Man, I gotta say, like, yeah. uh, uh, this is this is both Gambit and Rogue came in the same pack. Can you think of another you, pack that hold has on? Do you know why they disparity? did? Yeah, because one's the mother and one's the son. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. Uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow, Age of the Shield. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. That, that's a good call. Storm that's of Cyclops. What do you mean by disparity? One's really good and one's not. Uh, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, and Clea. Uh, I, Clea's not bad. Clea's not bad. She's not as bad as Gambit. All Is right. Doctor well, uh, better than Rogue. I also have a weird spot for Clea because I don't, I don't think she really fits anywhere. I just don't think she's a bad model. She just don't do much. She's. I think she's good in Convocation. Well, I'm just assuming that because I haven't played her, so I don't. I don't really. Yeah. She does. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem is she's really only playable in Convocation, but she does really good things in Convocation. So, uh, Voodoo and Hood. Oh, disagree. Hood I, has play. Hood's sure. got play. Yeah, but like. <laughs> yeah, but but Voodoo's just miles better. Oh, I agree yeah. with that. Sam and War Machine. All right, well let uh uh let, let's not get too off. Cable <laughs> and Domino. Domino. Oh, Bullseye and Daredevil. Bullseye and Daredevil. Bullseye and Daredevil. That yeah, one. Now, now we're just going to start naming boxes. Oh my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, I'm cutting us off. I'm cutting us off. Okay. This, this uh, is your fault. Uh, I'm going to recommend a video game that came out very recently, and the reason I'm recommending it is it's probably the last day I'm going to ever play it. Uh, not because it's bad. Mm, I'm, I'm bringing Star Wars else Jedi Survivor. Tomorrow? Uh, yeah, there there is something else coming out tomorrow, and, and uh, it's going to consume my life. But that is not what I'm bringing today because I What's haven't played it yet. What's coming out tomorrow? Wow. Uh, really? uh, there is a certain game from a Nintendo Entertainment Systems Oh, uh, does the new Zelda company, game come out tomorrow? It does yeah. indeed. I don't it does care. Indeed. You mean Tears of the Kingdom? I don't care. Uh, before Tears of the Kingdom consumes my life, I want to talk about Jedi Fallen... Uh, uh, Jedi... Oh, boy. Star Wars Jedi colon Survivor. It's a weird colon placement. It should be... Well, whatever. Uh, it's a really good game. It's uh, uh, if anyone played Jedi Fallen Order, uh, this is an improvement on that on that particular formula. It, it's actually a vast improvement. It, it works substantially better. It feels better, and they fixed a lot of the a lot of the things that made that game kind of frustrating. They fixed. This game can still be a little frustrating, especially with uh, the floaty platforming sections, but um, it's it's a pretty good game, and it's worth playing. It's definitely worth playing. Uh, he, Part of the reason why I was thinking a lot about him, a, a, a lot about Jedi Survivor during Gambit, is he. Uh, I, I play with the dual lightsaber fighting style, so I have a bow staff made out of lightsaber. All the that's time. Pretty, that's actually pretty cool. It, it is pretty cool. Uh, it's a really good game. Y'all should play it out there. Except, awesome. go ahead, go oh, ahead, go ahead. except you're not going to play it because all of you are going to be playing uh, uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Absolutely not. They're still good. There are going to be a lot of people still playing Jedi Survivor. That game is getting like massively good reviews. Yeah, it, it's, a, it it's a good game. And. <laughs> I haven't played it yet, but one fun thing is um, the character in Jedi 
uh, Survivor, Lone Survivor, and Gambit are kind of there. There's a decent storyline. I mean, Brad can correct me if I'm wrong. But there's a decent storyline where Gambit is basically a rogue survivor. A rogue survivor. Well, kind of like a lone, a lone survivor, just kind of a lone survivor of what? Trying to survive the Thieves Guild. Okay, just, well, uh, to, yeah, to give you some context, okay. yeah, to give you some context, uh, in in Star Wars Fallen Order, you are a Jedi who is laying low and surviving on his own after Order sixty six. So this is I you're in the galaxy that tries to kill you. I would have never uh, guessed Star Wars Jedi colon no Star Wars. See, it's hard. Star it's Wars hard. colon it's Jedi survivor. Is about a Star Jedi. Wars Jedi colon survivor. <laughs> Jedi survivor is about a Jedi trying to survive. I, that blew my mind. Never would have guessed it. You know what the best? It's good though. You know what the best part about Jedi Survivor is? What the commercials with Mark Hamill. <laughs> All right. On that note, everybody, uh, I've been Fred. No, Fred. I have been... Fred. I have a question Fred. before we go. So, oh, okay. What's what? Two questions. One. What's the main character yes. in Jedi Survivor, so that I can call him by name? Uh, Cal Kestis is his name. Cal. It's Cal. Uh, Cal. Cal. My follow-up question, Fred, is: Fred, do you think Cal would survive the cube? Uh, almost certainly not. Almost certainly not. Uh, he doesn't do math. He doesn't I, know math. I expected that <laughs> you to get way more upset about that than you did. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I you think... didn't want a real answer. You wanted me to just go, oh. <laughs> yeah. I knew exactly what he was going to say. He said, he said, do you think Cal would survive? I was like, here it is. Uh-huh. Well, I think that's an episode. <laughs> All right, everybody. Go out there. Play with Gambit if you if you really want to. Have some fun. See you later.